You're listening to Menopod. I'm Mary Kennedy. And I'm Sue Merlino. Hey, Sue. Hey, Mary. How are you? I'm excited to be back, and I'm excited for today's guest. Yeah, since we've been here, my hair has gotten a little whiter. Mm. I found some white hairs. Really? What are we going to do? Yeah. So, you know, I, I think it's my teenagers. That's what I'm I'm saying it Hold is. Hold on. You're close to being 50, right? Yeah, but listen, and I have teenagers. You so. haven't had white hair yet? No. Wow. It might be because I've been dyeing my hair since I was 30. But oh, well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but okay. yeah, no. Yeah, oh, that's no, not I, all natural. I know I've, our listeners can't really see, but we all... <laughs> I'll post a picture. (laughs) (laughs) It's not natural, but much, much like, you know, I'm glad we're back. Much like menopause, it's not feeling natural. We're Mm. getting more aches and pains. And uh, I wanted to do a little update before we bring our fabulous guest. You know how I had all that blood, all those blood tests and everything. And, you know, my my ANA ended up being uh, positive, right, for an autoimmune. Well, the doctor, I went and saw her and she goes, oh, it's nothing to be concerned about. I was like okay. And I'm like, does it have anything to do with menopause? She's like, I don't know. (laughs) So anyway, I'm fine uh, to our wonderful listeners. Uh, But you know, the more, the more we go to the doctors, the more I'm convinced that they just spin a wheel in the back room and come up with, you know, (laughs) or don't know. They have no idea, but if they're interested. She was great though. She was a great doctor, but I think, you know, I, I want to connect everything to menopause and, you know, there are some things that aren't menopausal, but well, it's in a, like, I had like a gum issue in my mouth. Like, I think I had like a kernel of popcorn or something stuck in my, and I just couldn't get it. And then I'm like online, of course, like, like, God, why are my gums so inflamed? And then the last thing is menopause. You know, I'm like, they're throwing menopause at everything. It's like, because they can't explain something, they're like, oh, we'll just, we'll just say it's menopause. It's just easy that way. Because right, <laughs> right. no one knows. Well, climate change menopause Menopause. anyway uh no but we're i'm really excited to be back we've got some great uh great show today and uh so so why don't you tell our incredible listeners who we have in studio today i'm i'm happy to bring on michelle willens she's a bi-coastal journalist and she writes a weekly theater report stage right or not which is also a podcast um she has published an essay collection which i'm holding in my hand right now which this is what caught my eye at my friend's house she had this book it's called from musketeers to menopause and it came out december 2021 she's a longtime journalist and that's in bold um she has written often about children and she is credited with coining the phrase tweens in the new york times she lives in new york city with her husband and also out here in la and let's welcome Michelle Willens. Hello, hello, hello. Nice to see you. I'm glad you can't see me because I have no idea what color my hair is <laughs> under, underneath. <laughs> I only know that I haven't washed it in 12 days. That's all I can say. Well, sometimes that's a good thing. Oh, also, you know what? I wanted to mention that she, you edited or co-edited, um, what is it? Face it, face it with yes. what women really feel as their as looks, their looks yes i did that with two psychologists who used to be models they were successful models in their 20s one of them was my be- very close friend and i did a lot of writing on that and then we got a lot of attention on that book we were number one for one day i think because they went on the two of them went on the today show and uh, were in the new york times and okay. that we were number one and then that was it so what <laughs> what is the one thing that women really feel or was there like just 
a lot of different things or is a it a lot of different <laughs> things and what you, you know this was a psychological look at it because there were psychologists and mm -hmm. well everybody feels different and everybody takes different measures right and you know i wish i had taken fewer maybe at times and i wish i'd taken more at different times you know we we all feel that it's, it's a good book actually and and they're still interviewed all the time for it amazingly like even that. during covid believe it or not one of them got called she's the one who does most she got called during covid to talk about eyebrows because that's the only thing you could see wearing the masks mm -hmm. <laughs> so they want to chat any beauty tips on eyebrows <laughs> She wow. said, I'm a psychologist. I don't know. But I mean, isn't that amazing? Yeah, it's true. Wow. I mean, from here down, like there's some people I still haven't seen their whole faces like that were <laughs> hired after I was and they're just always wearing a mask. You know, it's just kind of like, I wonder what, <laughs> what they're going to look like for real. Like, well, that's one of the last essays in my book and this book and the, the last one I think is called well, the last chapter is called A Year to Forget. Of yes. course, it's about 2020. I think the last episode is, well, I uh, the last uh, essay, it's one of the last ones. I think it's called Aging, The Year of Aging Suddenly. Yes. Matter of fact, Katie, Katie Kirk just put it on her um, on her site last week. I'm right. very nice. Yeah, I saw that, um, that link I followed. That was great. And Mary has read that one as well. So, yeah, it's called Time Warp 2020, The Year of yeah. Aging Suddenly. Mm -hmm. Yeah, fantastic. Um, so in your book, um, from Musketeers, so, I mean, you're a little older than Mary and I are, but I do remember the Musketeers and my mom definitely identified with Annette Funicello. Like she's the one I think that was most successful. She's um, everybody's favorite. All the men, all the boys loved her. I have a whole, I have a, a whole essay on Annette when she died. It, it's yeah. in my chapter called Death and Dying. And what that meant. She was not my favorite Musketeer. I was uh, a rebel. Sharon was my favorite. Sharon. Yes, I but, like you know, Sharon. Really? I think it was a fat. Yeah, she was a fat little dancer, but yes. I liked her. <laughs> Bobby and Bobby and Sharon, they were the team. But the amazing thing about the Mickey Mouse Club is that it was only on like five years, mm -hmm. and it had such wow. impact in people's lives. There's even a line about it on this week's new episode of Mrs. Maisel. Believe it or not. Really? Wow. Yeah, she said, wait, isn't that the boy from Mickey Mouse Club? So it had an impact for a lot of people, you know, in my generation. Yeah, it certainly did. And I think she went, like your book is From Musketeers to Menopause. Like we all were able to watch her age. I don't know how old it was when she died. Annette died several years ago. She had MS, very oh, okay. bad MS. Oh, right, right, right. Yeah, A lot you, of them have died. You speak a lot about celebrity aging and um, how... I notice mm -hmm. now, like watching shows that um, have come back, like Murphy's Law, I think they came back for a little bit. And you do gasp, you know, when you see them come on st and back in. And I generally like to think that the men age more gracefully. Do mm -hmm. you feel that's true? Uh, I, I did. And I think, I think it's harder for actors. So that's one of the essays is called aging in front of everyone and how hard it is for to suddenly see what does Julie Christie look like now? I don't want to know, you I know, know, I still remember her as Laura and how hard, you know, it might be hard for us, but think what it might be like for her. Well, she just disappeared. It's hard for, it's hard for them. I thought that women had a harder time and, or didn't age as well until I went to my 50th high school reunion. And the women looked pretty good, and the guys did not look very good. No, they looked never. fat and gray and, you know, <laughs> bald or whatever. And the women, you know, looked pretty darn good. Well, and here's something interesting that I 
you know, have sort of noticed, I mean, you know, the women of, uh, in just like that, the sex in the city reboot movie, yes. you know, got a lot of criticism for how they aged uh-huh. and, and, but then you also see people like Madonna and, you know, Jennifer Lopez, I mean, more Madonna, Madonna does not, the, the surgeries that she's had makes her look ageless. And I have to say, I'm kind of comforted in seeing people age naturally. You know, I, I, right. I think, you know, I think it's, I, for me anyway, I think it's a better way to go. And I think for the people on midlife mood swing, our page on Facebook, you know, we need some guidance, whether it's menopause or aging on sort of what to expect. And, you know, your essay about this, the, the year, you know, the year that we should all forget. I, I mean, I look at myself in the mirror and I notice things that I didn't notice before the pandemic. And, you know, yes. is it, is it the stress or is it that I'm, you know, turning into my 50th year? I don't know. Yeah. Or that we're turning into our mothers, which by the way, I have an essay yes. about that. I'd say, what's wrong with turning into our mother? My, my mother was a beautiful woman. I wish yeah. I had turned into her. Um, yeah. Back to sex in the city from, I watched that series too. They mostly got criticized. I think the one for, I think for having so much, they assumed she'd had so much done to her face. Mm. I don't know. Look, however they looked, Chris knows. He died. So he died on a Peloton. (laughs) So at least they lived, you know. Right. I don't know. I thought they looked pretty damn good. And I thought it was brave of them to do that, you know, to to go on. And Cynthia Nixon dealing with um, being gay, which he very openly is in real life as well. And, you know, I thought that was pretty brave. Yeah, I think her life, um, you could see, like, because I think she went into politics for a while, right? Wasn't she, she ran for governor in New York. Yeah, I think that was pretty stressful on her to do all that. I think politics has a way of aging people um, beyond. Oh, I saw, age. yeah, she yeah. was a Broadway actress. I saw her when she was like 12. She started as a really young uh, Broadway actor. And so did uh, Cynthia, um, Sarah Jessica. Of course, she was oh, an right. Annie. Yeah. So yeah, they're, they're real actors. They're real actors. Well, I got to say, your, your essays are fantastic. They're easy to read. They're very relatable. I enjoyed every single one of them. There wasn't oh, one that I was, And it just really helps you. You just feel like you have a friend when you read them. You're like, oh, my gosh. Like, I love going to coffee shops. Well, of course, that has all changed. But um are you back at the coffee shops? Are you back meeting strangers? Well, well or? the the I, I do talk about the coffee shop the, the end of the era that era because of Starbucks. But I also talk the one that people really respond to is sitting alone at bars. Mm-hmm. Women now sit alone at bars, and I have a lot of friends who say to me, "How do you do that, Michelle? You keep meeting these interests." I had breakfast yesterday, a long breakfast with an actor who I met at Joe Allen's in New York, sitting at a bar, and now in L.A. He lives in L.A., so we just had breakfast. I meet so many people. I met a great writer, a famous writer, Eric uh, Larson, mm-hmm. recently sitting at a bar. And then I ended up doing a story on him. I said, wait, can I interview you? He said, yeah, let's meet next week. I don't know. I like doing that. And there was a time when you wouldn't. I have friends who say, well, you can do it because you're married. You know you have David at home. I said, I don't think it has anything to do with that. I'm not going there to get picked up by a man. I'm a curious person. I'm as mm-hmm. curious now as I ever was. That's why I'm a writer and a journalist. I love hearing other people's stories. I've heard all my husband's stories. You know, he's, <laughs> he's heard all my stories, right, you right. know, so I don't know. I, I, a I lot of women that. are just. I love that about you. I mean, I find it really hard to do, to go out alone, even, I mean, before COVID, because we're not really doing that much right now, but hopefully get back to it. 
but like I'll have to have a book or something with me to do yeah, it. Yeah, the, you know? the phone helps. Yeah, yeah, the phone helps if need be. But I don't know what to say. Last week I was staying here in a, a particular area of LA and I was alone that week. I have a million friends here, but at night, uh, five straight nights, I went to the same bar and I saw some hung out with sort of the same people. The bartender and I became friends. I don't know. I, love I that. I'm glad that I haven't lost my curiosity in yeah. other people. And I think that's more of a female thing, to be honest. I don't know that men do that as much, but whatever. That's fantastic. Well, and we are going to post to our group of women if they would ever want a vacation alone. Uh, I know for mm -hmm. me, you know, I went to on tour to New York last October and I, it, I was by myself for two weeks. I mean, I stayed with friends and things like that. Yeah. And it was very liberating to not mm -hmm. have, you know, to, I felt like I did when I lived in New York in my twenties. And so I think, but to vacation by myself, like go somewhere that I've always wanted to go by myself, that kind of scares me. I yeah. Just, I did three trips. Uh, two of them I write about in the book when I went to Russia, when I went to China, a second time to China, uh, but they went with groups and that helps, you know, we, it was nation mm -hmm. magazine. So they set up all these great meetings. So I was with a group. I can't say it was traveling alone, but I once went to Portland, Oregon for 10 days by myself. Wow. And everybody said, wait a minute, you don't know anybody there. I said, I don't, but I go to yoga I'd go to bookstores. I don't know. I I'm very, uh, I'm good company with <laughs> for myself. That's I, awesome. guess. I don't know. And nowadays, you know, we can't really get very bored with, podcast and you know that's true there's a lot I of mean, you guys what your guys are doing you know we we, we all walk around with earplugs in now <laughs> so i just started this uh, ucla program meditation um intensive that i'm doing over there and i decided to walk home from work i don't work too far from my house without any listening device in my ears and mm -hmm. just to kind of use that hour as like a meditative walk and it mm -hmm. was liberating. I was like, oh, I didn't feel tethered to anything. I wasn't forming other opinions. And it was just kind of a neat time to just be with myself and just focus on breathing and walking. And oh. I, I challenge people to do that because I think it's just some, it's nice to just get the noises out of your head for a little bit and, and just explore just basic simple things like walking without any other with any other goal in mind you know no, i envy you i wish i could do that i have my father's brain neither one of us could ever our brain never turns off that's me too. Uh, very well and meditate everybody says even 10 minutes of meditation I, you don't even have to uh, like even a minute between transitions i found is uh -huh. like okay just take some deep breaths here before we just do the next thing it just helps you mm -hmm. get to the next moment instead of like always having that rigid rigidity in your brain like oh i gotta do something next i need more stimulants but no um, i think that's really important yeah it's very important i like i admire you <laughs> thanks what so, you were saying yeah you were saying about going to doctors before yeah, yeah. that's how you started like man if you were on the air at that point going to doctors i think that going to a doctor nowadays is or any kind of doctor dermatologist which i go to too much but any kind of doctor it's like going to get your car checked you know, they, of course, they find things wrong. It's like, you know, that's sort of you. It's so obvious. They're looking for a way to get you to spend money, you know? Mm -hmm. So anyway, I always compare those. Two. Yeah. Well, I mean, I feel like, you know, from musketeers to, to menopause, and there's also a tag with marriage, marching and motherhood in between. Um, 
How did you, I, I wanted to ask you this question. You know, my kids are, my daughter has got two years until she goes to college. My son's got four years. Once everybody sort of left, did you, did you feel that you saw your aging more prominently or were you, did you, you have know, a reburst of, of youthful, you know, I don't know. Yes. You know what I did when Michael, our son, our daughter was already working and out of school. My kids are millennials. My son, when he graduated or when he went off to college. So first of all, my husband said, as we walked around a clean and quiet apartment, he said, what was supposed to be wrong with empty nests again? So that was his apartment. <laughs> but my, my answer was, you know what I did? I went back to college. Talk about. And, um, and I have a piece in there uh, that ran in the New York Times about suddenly being the oldest person in every room. I can relate. Uh, I went back to Columbia because I never had finished my degree. And um, obviously, I was the oldest person in every room. And I was there about six years uh, until I got a new gig of covering theater. And then I had to drop mm. the college. But those were six incredible years. That's what I did. I was in school and my, my husband used to love to brag to people. Oh, Michelle's not here tonight. She's studying for her final, you know, yeah. <laughs> it was hard. It was really hard. I, and the reason I had to finally drop it, I may go back if they'll give me some, uh, if they'll be kind to me is that I had to do a math and a science class and mm -hmm. I can't do it. Mm -hmm. I can't do it. I couldn't do it 50 years before, 40 years before, and I can't do it now. Um, so that's all I needed left, but that's what I did. Literally, I, I said, you know, this might be the time because I've always said I was going to go back to college and when, nice. when, when both our kids were off. So that's what I did. So when you're going through, would, how, was you, how was it for you to go through menopause? I had no symptoms. Oh, okay. None. I don't, I'm not bragging. I don't think I ever had a hot flash in my life. Interesting. Um, yeah. Truly, I don't think I did. I don't even know when, I guess... When it happened, I maybe 50, uh, early, late mm -hmm. 40s. I, I, I don't even know. I guess I just knew that I wasn't having a period anymore. Wow, that's fantastic. It was not, uh, yeah, I didn't have any of the bad symptoms. I have to say that. That's interesting. So, like, my mom had none either. And then I'm like, every little hot flash is like a mini panic attack for me, you know. But yeah, it's a weird sensation of I guess maybe occasionally during the night I now that I mm -hmm. think about it I would have a burst of uh some sweat right right yeah and yes uh so yes I do remember some of that but it was not a problem so you didn't do any like hormone supplements or you didn't have to do anything like that no nothing wow fantastic. I don't think so I did go you know obviously my gynecologist did something for, I don't know what she gave me maybe at that time, but I really, I really don't remember. It's mostly, mostly about bone density, you know? Right, right, right. That's, yeah. That's been my concern, but no, mm -hmm. menopause for me was, uh, I'm not saying it was fun, but I just, <laughs> yeah. it wasn't, it wasn't, you know, uh, an issue for me, but I had friends, oh my God, in my writer's group, when we were all about the same age, oh my God, they were all talking about it. One of them had to run out of the room she because she was so embarrassed how much she was sweating. Wow. Um, yeah, so anyway, yeah, yeah, definitely runs the game. Do you, do you feel, I mean, I know your daughter is younger, but have you guys ever had talks about sort of aging and, and what to expect? And I mean, yeah, painful talks about, um, I've had some, uh, 
I confessed to her one day, I, I worried for, there were a couple of years in there, I worried about her weight, you know, that I thought she was gaining weight and not working. She's a little person and a very darling person. Um, and it bothered, you know, I was trying to get her to go to the gym and then I some, sometimes things would come out of my mouth that I regretted. And I remember saying to her, I'm so sorry, Lily. I think this has more to do with me mm. dealing with my thing. And she said, yes, I think it does. And so she knew that I was going through sort of, mm. you know, the aging thing. Um, right. So uh, I, I'm, I, I plan to have more talks. Um, Mother-daughter talks for me are the hardest thing in the world. I mean, she's a darling girl and she's always worked hard. Um, she doesn't have a man in her life and that, and I worry about that every day. Um, but you know, Hey, it is what it is. I had my first, I had her when I was 39. Wow. I had my son when I was 44. Mm -hmm. So when I worry about, uh, you know, oh gosh, are we ever going to be a grandparent? You know, we right, ever have right. children, you know, I have no right to say that she's 34. I was 39. So no, I'm, you know, I'm, but it is that that kind of the COVID period has done that because right. so many people are hooking up, having children as hard a time as it is to bring children into the world. It's really hard. I wonder. Oh, about I do that worry too. about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What I I don't know. Yeah. Well, as my mother said, little kids, little problems, big kids, big problems. And That's so, right. you know, I'm in the teenage teenage part of everything. And, you know, I just I I. And I, and maybe, maybe because we're all mothers, you can identify. I, I do a lot of wing it. <laughs> I'm yeah. like, I'm winging it today. I, you know, and I do feel yeah. like it, it ages me because I just, it to the core, you, you sort of address all those vulnerabilities you have in your life when you're dealing with your children, at least I do. And you can see a mirror image of yourself and them. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, the older I get, I see a mirror image of my mother and my mother did pass. So in a way, at first I was kind of pushing it away, but now I'm celebrating it because, you know, a, a friend of hers said, you know, there's a representation of your mother still on earth and that's beautiful. And so it's, you know, coming to terms with that. And, you know, my, I think my daughter's too young to realize that, you know, I'm an ally for her, her whole life. Yes. You know? Oh, those yeah. are complicated, very complicated thoughts. And I love everything you said. <laughs> uh, and I agree with it. All right. Teenage years, uh, no, when I think back of the most pain I've had in my life, it was definitely dealing with a daughter who was having trouble in school for for different kinds of reasons. Uh, and yet she was delightful person at all times and was a great, she performed all through her twenties uh, and did very well. And our son had one incident, you know, I mean, there's not, look, there've been studies that say people who didn't have children have a lot less stress in their life. Right, right, and that's exactly. true. I mean, I believe that on the other hand, do they have the joys that we have, you know, those great moments mm -hmm. of, you know, seeing them do this or seeing them, oh my God, if you would have seen my kids in Italy a few months ago, we celebrated my husband's 70th birthday in Italy and he wanted his daughter to sing. She's a great singer, but nobody could believe how well she was singing. They kept saying, what, why is she in the news business? Why, you know, and our son, he wanted our son to interview him. It was so 
touching. I, you know, so beautiful because it showed how well they knew their father. Mm. You know, they didn't, David had no idea what our son was going to ask him, but every question was so specific to who he is. And even Lily's choice of songs were wow. about that. He loved a uh, Dylan songs. He loves Dylan, a Western song. Cause he loves West, you know, it showed, Hey, you know, these kids, they've been listening, yeah. you know, yep. they've been listening and watching all through and uh, you gotta love, you gotta love them. And I think they're concerned about that. I talk about that in some of these essays that the only thing worse, I think I have one called fear of falling, the fear of falling. The only thing worse than falling is falling in front of your children Mm -hmm. because, you know, let's face it, they're worried about us. You know, as soon as COVID hit our son who was living in Brooklyn when we were uptown, he came home on a Sunday night in March to wash, to do his clothes washing, of course, and to make sure that we were okay. And he stayed four months, four months. And we loved it. Mm-hmm. We loved it. First of all, I had a tech, you know, I had tech help right, anytime right, I needed exactly. it. He's great company. <laughs> He's great company for us. So, but he was kind of became the man who came to dinner, but um, you know, they, but they worry about us. Let's face it. And I think I really work hard at making them. I know they think I'm silly if I don't, can't figure something out on my phone. But on the other hand, I think they're proud to see that I'm, yeah, you know, out there working and going to five, Broadway shows a week and, you know, so I, I try, you know, I'm trying to give them a good image of what aging can be and, you know, don't worry about me. So before we wrap up, let's chat a little bit about stage right or not. It's a radio show or a podcast. Yeah, or- it's for an NP, it's for an NPR network Okay. Uh, called, Ra- it's actually called Robin Hood Radio, but it's, uh, it's one of the affiliates okay. for NPR. So you could just go to Robin Hood Radio. It's good. I've been doing it about four years. I don't know where it came. Somebody recommended me. They were looking for a theater reporter. They knew I knew a lot about theater, but, and I'd never done radio, but I do it pretty much every mon- Monday. Even when the pandemic started, I called the station. And I said, well, I guess you're not going to need me for a while. And she said, what are you talking about? You have a slot and you're going to fill it. Even wow. Because broad, obviously theater closed, but right. you know what? It was great. Every week I'd talk about readings that you could watch. It was very helpful. Books mm. you could read about. I, I've never run out of ideas. Wow, fantastic. Well, we'll have to catch that. And if you enjoyed just our conversation we're having right now with Michelle, all of these types of conversations are written up in her essays and her books. And so fabulous to have you here. And uh, are you heading back here. to the East Coast soon? I'm heading back tomorrow. Oh, wow. Okay. I've got, got five shows to see in the next six days. Do you really? Wow. Oh, that's fantastic. So there, what do you, what's, on the, um, what's on your playbill? What's coming up? These happen to be all off Broadway, mm-hmm. I think. Uh, one is a Shakespeare in Brooklyn. Uh, they're good off Broadway houses. Uh, I saw twenty shows between September and December when Broadway reopened. Wow, twenty. Um, so these are all. One of these is a three-hour play by a very good playwright named Josh Harmon. He always mm-hmm. writes about Jew- Jew- Jewish themes, mm-hmm. and this is about French during World War II. Oh, interesting. Three, oh. three hours. So we'll see if I if I make it through. There must be a couple of intermissions in there. but <laughs> There are two. There are two. Yeah. Oh, that's good. That's good. Anyway. And uh, if people want to pick up your book, uh, From Musketeers to Menopause. With Just go Marriage. to Amazon. Just go to Amazon. Amazon, so, okay. Yeah, Perfect. you can get two choices. Yeah, and I love the art on the front. I think it's really fun. You guys are a lot of fun. Thank, Thank you so you. much Thank for you doing so it. Thank you so much, Michelle.